today on The Breakdown. It's a hand featuring some of the best players in the damn world from the Aria Super High Roller Bowl from 2018. This is the $300,000 buy-in Aria Super High Roller Bowl. And we're talking about Daniel DeGranu and Steven Chidwick. (laughs) They're going to square off in a hand where decisions happen that are unusual, even for the breakdown. I know we often do hands that have really strange decisions, but this is really something we don't see almost ever. So I'm excited to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. The opening just gives you free license to just like do weird stuff. Huh? Just like chit chit chitwick. Yeah, it's why way, not? It's a way to welcome new listeners. Yeah, welcome to the breakdown. Congratulations, <laughs> you, know, you made it. it. It says that we're we're going to do something serious, but not too serious, don't you think? I think that's what you're going for, right? So, and I think that's what I'm achieving. I think you think that. I do think that, and so does everyone else. Good. Good. Yeah. Welcome all of the new listeners. I'm sure there's at least eight of you. There are always new listeners. Yeah. It's actually been a banner year. The last 12 months have been big for the Breakdown Podcast. We've more than doubled our listenership. And, uh, you know, so all y'all who are in, in, in the last year, you're sort of all rookies. Welcome. Yeah. Although if you've been around for like six months, it probably doesn't feel like that. Like, no. like your old hat with this podcast. But this podcast has been going for five years. Yeah. You're, you're nothing. You're no one. <laughs> you are complete garbage. <laughs> nothing like... How many podcasts have the have the uh, the stones to insult the listenership <laughs> right. as often if as you we don't, do? If you don't know what I mean when I say, remember the hand of the weekdays, then fuck you. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> you know what I say? PDX poker forever, baby. Oh, PDX poker. We were originally the... the Portland Poker University podcast. That's how we started yeah. way back when. That was like three episodes. Then we turned into Hand of the Week. Yep. And then we, like two and a half years ago, so three years ago, something like that turned into the Poker Guys. And here we are. Here we are. What a beautiful land. Mm. Um, speaking of Hand of the Week listeners, I want to give a shout, shout out to Zach McKieran. Oh, yeah. Zach McKieran is a listener, longtime listener, knows Hand of the Week, hooked us up at the Brasada Ranch in Bend, yeah. Oregon, because he works there. Super cool guy. Had a lot of fun with him. Let's be clear, just for all you other listeners who might want to emulate this. Yeah. So Zach is uh, uh, heavy there at the Prasada Ranch. And he, uh, yeah, when, when Grant says he hooked us up, it means he, got, he comped us um, some rooms. So we got a nice stay there, sort of vacation stay there. And you guys want to uh, help out the poker guys like that. We're yeah. in. We're yeah. in. Get a little shout out on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you do get a shout out. Zach actually had a really nice dinner with him, too. Played yep. a little poker with him as well, actually. And uh, had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, so this hand is between two really good players. Yeah. Daniel Negreanu and Stephen Chidwick. Speaking of people who probably listened to Hand of the Week, I'm not sure, but Max Sawyer, I'm guessing he listened to Hand of the Week when it was Hand of the Week. I don't know, man. I'm not convinced. Well, he suggests a lot. He's been around for a while. He's been around, and Max Sawyer suggested this hand. He's the only one. Yeah. Um, It's an interesting one. I I can see why it kind of got lost in the shuffle. This is from about a year ago. It's from one of the two super high roller bowls that happened in 2018. Um, this is the one that Bonimo ultimately won. There was another one where Ike Haxton ultimately won. Mm. Um, and this hand is, it doesn't have that many decisions, but the decisions that are made are different. And they're the type of thing that if you're playing against super high level players, it's very hard to understand what you're supposed to do because you aren't in these spots. Right. And and that's why it's pretty interesting. Of course, Max Sawyer used Twitter to suggest the hand. Of course he did. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Include a YouTube link or 
as Max did, told us where in a Poker Central episode it was because we can't, or Poker Go. Poker Central is like three years ago. It's dead, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, see, that's just one of the reasons why Max is an all-star. <laughs> all-star, yeah. <laughs> nice. Very. I, I could tell you weren't listening and just waiting to say that. No, I listened to you. You talked oh, yeah? about the Say link every and, word verbatim. The link and uh, Poker Go versus Poker Central, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can't include a, a link to... To poker go because you know they're all weird and proprietary but you can tell us where it is in a poker go episode and we can do a podcast only on it which is what we're doing we're not doing a video on this one so congratulations to all you monday listeners you get the extra content yeah this is a cool hand it nice is job cool. max sawyer i said it okay i said it <laughs> it's tough i know it's hard for you to say <laughs> that uh so the blinds are 3k 6k with a 6k big blind ante and these guys are super deep. Negreanu and Chidwick are going to be the only players in the hand. And they each start the hand with 1.6 million in chips. That is really deep. That's what, almost 250 blinds? Like 235 blinds? Am I crazy? It's more than 250 blinds, isn't it? No. Yes. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Wow. It's like 265 blinds. Yeah. Wow. The, and this is day two? This is day two Jeez. of the Super High Roller Bowl. So these guys are probably among the biggest stacks in the room. Yeah. And you can see their stacks. They look really big when you watch the video. Mm. So that's usually an indication that they are actually among the big stacks in the room. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Negreanu opens to 15,000 in the cutoff. He's got Jack 10 of clubs. This is a terrible play. I'm kidding. It's normal. It's good. You, the thing you have to understand is everything you do at the poker table conveys information. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how many times have you guys heard that over the past year? Oh, with, my with God. The, the Masterclass ads with Negreanu yeah. on every poker video. Yeah. You have to understand that everything you do at the poker <laughs> table conveys information. Meet your new instructor. Yeah. God, it's really tilting. <laughs> so it's like when they were doing the fan duel and DraftKings ads on during the NFL and stuff of yeah. that one year or just on commercial, just on TV. Everything you watched, there were multiple commercials at every freaking ad yeah. break. And it was it got ridiculous. It was way too much. That's where we're at. They spent way, they spent way too much on advertising. Oh, they are they I don't think any either company has ever made money. They're <laughs> all just big money losers because they're growing so fast and trying to, but they also their ad budgets were insane. It was yeah. really dumb. Anyway, it falls to Chidwick in the big blind. Again, yeah. they both have 1.6 million in front of them. So 15K is a mere pittance. Of course. And Chidwick has 7.5 off, and this is a pretty standard defend. Especially when you're this deep. It feels yeah. like super obvious. When you're this deep, you could even 3-bet if you want and be like, hey, let's make this pot bigger. I'm going to make life hard on you. But there's no real need to do that. Right. You could also just try and flop well or steal the pot later or something. This is the kind of hand where, yeah, you can just flop well and maybe win a big pot sometimes because you're both deep enough to do it. Spoiler alert. Steven Chidwick is going to flop well. Yeah. There's 39K in the pot. The flop is four of diamonds, six of hearts, three of clubs. That's the stones for chids. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's a fun sentence. That's right. We're going to call them chids now. I like chid, chid, chidwick. It take, it's so much less efficient, though. As yeah. As far as a lot of work. time and, and oxygen usage and all yeah. of those things. But sometimes, you know, doing a little more has its own just rewards. Levy, Levy, do me a favor. Yeah. Say say the sentence and tell me if it's fun or not. Okay. It's the stones for chid. <laughs> All right. It's the stones for chid. You tried to make it not fun, but I think you had fun. It anyway. was still all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Chidwick flops the nuts. There's not even a flush draw. That's pretty exciting. I mean, the problem is he flopped 
I mean, he has a straight. So Negrano could have a lot of things, but often Negrano is not going to have much here. He's going to have like a lot of king queens, jack tens, etc. Of course. Yep. Um, and that's that's what he has, and that's too bad. Yeah, but do you think Chidwick should consider leading anyway? Because even though it's heads up, because this board is supposed to be his board in this I, scenario. I do not hate leading at all. Um, it's three, four, six, right? Yeah. Um, I don't hate leading. I don't think a check raise is terrible either, though, because we could just have a five and yeah. be check raising a lot or, or seven, eight and be check raising a lot, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and Negrano, if Negrano has something, he's going to feel obligated to call at least a little bit. Also, that's the kind of board we might attack as Chidwick. So I think leading is fine, but I think a check raise is fine too. I don't like check calling very, very often with this hand. I think you probably have to do it a tiny bit, but mm-hmm. mostly I think we should be taking aggressive actions right away, especially when you're this deep. Yeah, that's reasonable because the ground is going to get suspicious if you check call and then the turn is like a king and you check, do whatever you're going to do. Like, how could you like that king? I mean, well, and when you do, you usually have kings up and stuff like right. that. Usually, right? Right. So that's, that's a little problematic, huh? Yeah, a, a bit of a minor problem, yeah. um, but he doesn't get the opportunity. He does check, and Negreanu is going to go ahead and check right back, which I guess is a range-based play. Yeah, this is the one reason, I guess, to lead is that you'd be concerned that good players just check back these boards all tickety day long, although Negreanu is like, the, that's my neighborhood. So yeah, maybe but he feels I, don't, I don't know if he's still that guy. I, I mean, he's, he he's really, either. I think he's been really studying and trying to like yeah. figure out what parts of his game are behind the Chidwicks of the world and probably board-based plays mm-hmm. is one of those things that he caught up on. Yeah. Negrano knows he cannot bet this board that often anyway. He can right. bet it some as bluffs and as value, but mostly he's going to check this. Yeah. Board. But conventional wisdom would be, well, you have Jack high. You, you got to bet because like you don't really have showdown value. You got to give yourself a chance to win. But GTO wisdom is, well, this board hits the big blind so much harder and Therefore, you got to check most of the time with most of what you have, especially against a player like Chidwick, who is going to sometimes put you to a test just because he feels like it, you know. And also, the other thing for, to remember, I th- and that, another reason why I really like this check from Negranu. By the way, is there a club on the board? Because I just got jacked on of clubs. There is no club. There's okay. one club. Okay, so he's got the back door. That's nice. Um, another reason I like this check is because they're so darn deep. This pot actually doesn't have as much value as a lot of pots do right. in poker tournaments. It's okay to check. It's okay just to lose this pot as Negrano. It's okay to check and fold the turn. It's not a big deal. They're super insanely deep. Like, yeah, it's like a super deep stack cash game, basically, right. where you just like this pot is meaningless financially, basically. Like the pot maybe can turn into something good. Yeah. If you know the turn and river are great club club or Jack Jack or even just Jack X or 10 X or Jack 10 or whatever. But a lot of the time, we're just going to f- lose this hand in- to uh, Chidwick, and that's okay. Yeah. Because, like, later on in the tournament, maybe this is a vital pot for one of these guys, and then you're going to see a lot more aggressive play. But neither of these guys really mind losing this power. Chidwick would mind because he's got the nuts. Yeah. But, like, sort of um, before they see the flop, it's like, all right, you know, mostly I'm just going to check fold, Chidwick is probably thinking. Like, he's not going to play that many big pots against Negranu here um, just because there's no need to. Right. Nothing is demanding it if he doesn't have like equity or good hand or there's some other really good reason to do it. Right. It actually might be the least valuable kind of a pot is when you're this deep in a tournament it might be. It's probably less valuable than any cash game because that's actual cash. Right. And yeah. like about this has like almost nothing to do with your tournament equity in general. This this pot. Mm-hmm. Like so as you're with Jack High, you just be like, ah. Screw it. Didn't flop, didn't flop very well. Like he could try. There's not a lot of value in stealing the pot. And right now there's not a huge amount of value in building the pot. Like if right. he turns a club, now there's value in building the pot. Yeah. Um, stealing the pot doesn't change his, doesn't change his trajectory really at all. So I think a check back is great. I think this is something people don't do nearly enough, especially at the beginnings of tournaments. Right. Where they're like, they're heads up, they're three ways. And they're like, see betting constantly trying to win the, 
trying to win constantly. Sure, there's a little bit of value in that, but there's not much. I think it's a common failure of uh, tournament amateurs to not understand the relative value of pots. Right. And because in cash games, they're all the same, or there right. is no relative value. But in tournaments, and you were in the first hand of the monster stack, there's really no need to open ace nine off in the cutoff. Like, Which is something I yeah. did in the very first monster stack. Right. And then immediately on the break, I said, what am I doing? What a terrible play. I mean, it didn't. I just won, but yeah. it didn't matter. It was dumb. But it's yeah. like, it's, it doesn't matter at all, right? right. The, those, these pots don't matter at all. It's not even a, make a straight. It's not a cash game where like you have to open with like your ranges in these different positions because that's how you make money over time. It's like, this is the stage of the tournament where you're basically just trying to like flop the nuts. Kind right. of, you know, and ace nine rarely flops the nuts. Very hard for it to flop. Yeah. The nuts. And that's kind of the spot that these guys are in. It's not like they're 25 blinds deep and like right. jack high on this board you're not supposed to bet it but this pot is so valuable right now like c right. betting is so valuable if i get to win right you if know? you both have 30 blinds it's a big deal and you're probably supposed to take a shot at this because even though chidwick can play back you and all this stuff you probably make money over time by betting it yeah you know just because like you've got the over pairs he has less of them blah 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 um but here it just doesn't matter like he's got 265 blinds yep there's it's a what it's like not even a six blind pot it just doesn't change anything right so anyway, I love the check back by Negreanu I think it's easy but like you said a lot of uh, amateurs don't do it yeah yeah it's like auto c bet type thing like I gotta win every pot mm. that I that I've opened that's not how you do it when especially when you're super deep auto c bet more like auto b betting on nitrogen sports poker grant that's right I just transitioned right into the ad that I was know if we're done or that anything. was pretty cool. Auto be betting like I gots to bet. Is that did you steal that from the movie Bumblebee? <laughs> with um with Haley Stanfield? I don't Seinfeld? know who that I don't know who that is. Seinfeld? Stan Steinfeld? Is Seinfeld? Seinfeld is Steinfeld. Wait, are you Ste- are you telling me Seinfeld's in Bumblebee? <laughs> She's did you ever see What is the deal <laughs> with these giant robots? <laughs> that was good. Thank that you. was really good, you know. I don't know. Oval teen, it's not oval. Doesn't go in anything oval. Should be called round teen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie Bumblebee verbatim. <laughs> By the way, Bumblebee did get surprisingly good reviews. Yeah, it's considered to be the only good uh, Transformers movie. I haven't seen it. Neither. Anyway, you were talking about nitrogen sports. Ought <laughs> 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 to be betting. I'm Nitrogen Sports Poker. I'm doing it as a Jerry Seinfeld joke now. Okay, good. That? Perfect. Nitrogen Sports Poker. More Why like, would they call it that? More like Nitrogen <laughs> Value Poker. Am I right? That's right. And of course, I'm referring to our monthly tournament. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. We have a monthly tournament the last Sunday of every month. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in, which is pretty cheap. It's like 50 cents, something yeah. like that. Um, there is a 100 millibit guarantee. That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in. We've only ever gotten 80 players. Do the math, you dummies. It's a good deal. You got to get the value. You got to get the value. Am I right? <laughs> Don't you hate it when you leave a sock in the dryer? <laughs> That's Bill Cosby you're doing. Oh, no, it's, I, <laughs> you're doing sort of a combination Seinfeld Bill oh, Cosby. Oh, I didn't mean to do weird. that. I was trying to stay with Seinfeld. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're trying to do like an Irish accent. You end up doing Jamaican. And, you know, that's just I, how it goes. I understand. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Anyway, to get access to that tournament, you have to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up or you won't even be able to see it in the lobby and you'll feel like an idiot. And that's not what you want. Mm. That, that's all you got. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was thinking of a Seinfeld joke to do. You know how it is. Yeah. I, know. I was like, can I do a thing with Bitcoin? Like, why do they call it Bitcoin? But I couldn't really think of 
where to go with that. Because, you know, you get, these things are written out. More like bit algorithm, am I right? <laughs> there you go. It's not a coin. Yeah. But then you have to do how it's like the opposite of a coin and make a joke about it somehow. That's like a very light pun. And it's just barely amusing. That's Seinfeld humor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's also sports betting, as it's called Nitrogen Sports, and other gambling on there. Get on Nitrogen, get you some poker, and do some be betting or whatever. Ought to be betting yeah. on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. It's not a room. It's not, it's not <laughs> a room. That's accurate. All right. So we've got the three, four, six rainbow flop for Chidwick flopping the nuts with his five, seven off out of the big blind. Negrano has checked back his jack ten of clubs. The turn is bad news for the one time young kid poker. It is, is it, uh, is it like, th- does he get like, Someone tells him his wife has cancer or something. I you struggled with that one, huh? I know. I was trying to think how harsh could I go, and I said, "Ah, let's just do it." Well, the turn uh, is a, a little note that says your wife is dying. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bad turn. Yeah. You said it's bad news. Okay, well, it's a ten of hearts. Oh, so that, now Negrano, that seems like good news. He made top pair. It would seem like good news, except that he's drawing dead. That's not as good news. And now he feels maybe obligated to put chips in the pot, Jonathan, which is what I was getting at. Aha! Please continue. What was that? I don't know. It's just a thing I did. It's I can like, do it. I'm Jewish. I can make that sound. It's fine. Nothing can, weird about it. I can't make that sound because I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I'm not allowed I don't to. Know, you you were to, giving me the eyes like I did something wrong. I was no, saying I was loud. No. I said, aha. You well, can make that sound, but it's questionable. You're not Hasidic. You can't do it. I, you know what? You don't get to determine how Jewish I am. Oh, I turned it around. Let's not go down this path, by the way. This, this path of humor. I worry about this path okay, of humor. That's fair. Yeah. We won't do the humor about that stuff. Yeah. All right. So the 10 of hearts. Yeah. Okay. Negrano with Jack 10 of clubs makes top pairs. Chidwick still has the nuts with the uh, seven, five off, right? That's where we're at. Yep. Chidwick is going to start doing the stuff that we were teasing early about. Like, how do you deal with this? Yeah. It's going to start with some big sizing here. There's 39 K in the pot. Chidwick's going to bet 55 K. Yeah. That's already interesting. So I'm wondering about a couple things here. I'm wondering if the reasons for this are the range advantage in general makes him feel emboldened to do this. Like he has all the two pairs and straights and sets and stuff that Negrano has some of, but Chidwick really is supposed to have all of. Mm-hmm. Um, also, is it because of their depth of stacks? He's like mm-hmm. the relative meaning of this bet is so much less than if I bet 55 K and the 39 K, if we start with 40 blinds right. that I can do it more profitably because I'm going to be called more frequently. Mm. Yeah. Think- you know what? I think, I think that second thing especially really is important. Um, that the depth of stacks means a, it looks like, I mean, he's trying to make sure he actually gets some real value for his hand, Yeah. but B it's, it's an easier, uh, bet to call for Negranu for sure. than someone who's got like 55 blinds or something right. like that, right. Where it's suddenly like, Oh, you're betting nine blinds on the turn. That means there's the threat of a big bet on the river and that sort of sucks. And, you know, by the way, nine blinds, is a lot of my stack, this is like, an easy call for Negreanu based, I think, on his stat. Forgetting about the story for a second that Chibwick's ta- telling, which is a second conversation. But just in terms of Negreanu's stack size relative to the pot and the bet and also his hand. Yeah. I think it's like a pretty easy call. It's like nine blinds with top pair. Okay. Like right. that, that alone sounds pretty good. Now, there's a story going on here, too, which is different, which we have to discuss, I think. Yeah. The thing that uh, it is a second heart, by the way. Oh, okay. That's, so, that's important. It is. But the thing that kind of is strange to me about this bet is Negrano did check back the flop. Maybe Chidwick has observed that Negrano is always going to check back this type of flop and has mm-hmm. overpairs in his range. But if he doesn't have too many overpairs in his range, he's pretty much got to have turned a 10 to consider calling this bet. 
I wonder if Chidwick is thinking that like a normal size bet here is going to get about the same amount of calls as a bigger bet. If he thinks Negrano is just the kind of guy who's going to fold his ace highs anyway, if Negrano has a flush draw, has picked up a flush draw, maybe Negrano is going to feel obligated to raise with it because... Yeah, he, he either has to raise or fold the flush draw. I guess kind he of. doesn't really though, right? It's actually only nine blinds. He's in position and they're super deep. He actually doesn't have to raise a flush draw. Yeah. Like... Often we get caught up in like pot size stuff and relative, you know, immediate odds and stuff like that, where he clearly wouldn't be getting the right odds. But because they're so insanely deep, in theory, he is getting the implied odds to He's, call. I mean, I think it's probably still mathematically incorrect to call with a flush draw here. Chidwick is definitely going to check all hearts and consider folding the river if Negrano bets. Uh, that's true. But assuming Negrano has at least one over, if not two over cards here also, like if he's got king, queen of hearts. Yeah. It's pretty reasonable to call, right? You got, you got all this stuff going on. Yeah, and like I guess it seems it, crazy to fold. Yeah, well, you can also raise the river if you want, even if you don't get there. Like you can sometimes do that. You can also like if he checks the river, you can take a big swing at it. You know, because you're in position, it's easier to bluff. Yeah, I suppose it just is like clearly mathematically incorrect unless you have really good implied odds to call with a flush draw here. Yeah, we have to th- we have to really believe like sometimes we're going to get paid on a king or a queen if we have king queen or hearts. Yeah. And we're going to make at least some money some of the time on hearts. Like the thing is, we could decide, though, if Chidwick's bluffing hearts on the turn, not bluffing with hearts, but bluffing because a heart came, thinking like one of his bluff cards on the river is a heart. You know, he can like try and blow us off the hand with a heart. That'd be good. Yeah. In fact, we've seen him do that earlier with us against Sam Greenwood in a different a different super high roller bowl. I, I think like that was. last point. I don't know about the king or a queen getting value thing, because like what is Chidwick's value when he bets 55K? I don't know, man. It's such a weird bet. It's hard to really come up with a whole lot. He could have a 10. He could have... Okay, the value... He can't have worse than a 10 for value, right? That no. seems impossible. He could have ace-10. I think ace-10 is a reasonable value bet here. Now, it's yeah. huge, and we could discuss this. It really makes I don't know. Sense. I don't know if he really would do it with yeah, one yeah. pair. Like, that's, that's a maybe. I think it's mostly two pair or better. For value? I think you're probably right. So the king or the queen shouldn't really matter if you have king-queen of hearts that much against the range. Like, it just makes it easier to call if he's bluffing. It makes it easier to call. And, and once in a while, you zoom past things like Ace-X of Hearts or Ace-5. That's the only good news. Yeah. Um, but there's not too much there. You're right. Right. So, I don't know. I think I think this bet is designed to to make Negranu play all of his draws aggressively here. Or, like, try to huh. g- try to get him to. Interesting. Negranu's thinking if he had... Let's say Negranu has a draw. Let's say he has Hearts. He's not really going to fold when they're this deep, right? He's just not. So, he could re-raise... Sorry, he could raise. He hasn't been raised yet. He could raise or he could call. But folding seems absurd, right? Yeah. Like if king, queen, hearts, you're not actually folding when you're this deep. Whatever, like you're putting chips in one way or another, right? Calling feels so bad. Raising feels kind of icky too when he bets this much though because if he has the things he's repping, sometimes he's going to repop you. So maybe blow yourself off the hand. Maybe we've kind of backed into what the power of this bet is, is that like against the one type of hand that Chidwick is really vulnerable against, I guess sets, but that's unlikely. Uh, so the, the most likely type of hand that Chidwick is really vulnerable against, all the options feel bad if you're Negrano now. They that, do. That seems like a good thing as they Chidwick do. to put the hand that you really want to feel uncomfortable in that position. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, like I said, if, if Negrano has hearts, he's not really going to throw it away when they're this deep. He's just not in position. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's not throwing it away. I'm not throwing it away. Are you? Can you really throw away King Queen of Hearts when you're this deep? I understand the bet's big. I don't know if I could throw a king queen of hearts, but what if he had like they're deep? He's in the cutoff. What if he had something like queen deuce of hearts? And decide to open it. Yeah, that feels a little different. Now it feels like we got twenty percent, really, or even queen eight of hearts. You know? Yeah, 
Um, they don't feel as good. Also, is it really that different than King Queen of Hearts? I know, I'm the just 20%? thinking that. We move up, we move up a, a little, one notch on the, like, he doesn't have the King X of Hearts. That's the good news when we have it. Like, that's a little bit better. Yeah, but against his range, we still have the same 20%, right? If um, he has value. Right, but I'm saying we don't get cooler heart when a heart comes on the river as much. Okay. That's the good news. We cooler yeah. him a little bit, and he coolers us a little bit less. These are very minor differences, though, yeah. admittedly. I mean, is Negranu really... F- are, okay, let's not, let's not do is Negranu. What are we actually supposed to do with the queen eight of hearts here? I don't I know think- if we're really opening queen deuce hearts, we, but we might be opening queen eight of hearts in the cutoff this deep. Yeah. Are we really just going to throw it away when we turn a flush draw? And this, and we're we're two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty blinds deep. I think unless we've seen Chidwick take this line a lot, then I think I, I'm mostly folding. If I've seen yeah. him take this line a lot, I'm mostly raising. Okay, um, that sounds reasonable. Let me ask you. Let's let's change the hand a little bit. What if it's the Ace Four of Hearts? Sorry, that's a pair. What if it's the Ace Deuce of Hearts? Wait, is that a straight draw? It is. That's not good either. What if it's the Ace Eight of Hearts? Yeah, Ace Eight of Hearts. So we have the Nut Flush draw. So now we know if we hit a heart. I think the Nut Flush draw you can justify calling because you can cooler him. And like you're guaranteed to be coolering him if the heart comes, and it's never the other way. And ace high is now beating like his ace five. Yeah. Um, if he has the king x of hearts specifically, like sometimes he may give up on the river. Sometimes we just sometimes he may give up on the river. Sometimes he may bluff the river. And either way, we may get to showdown with ace ace high on the river if we decide to. I don't know if we're really going to do it when he bets this much on the turn. If he bets big on the river too, if we're really calling with the ace high of hearts, ace x of hearts, but. Um, it feels like crazy to throw away the nut flush draw, though, right? For nine blinds when we're this deep, it just yeah, feels if you crazy. Because you can cooler him. Yeah. What if you have the seven, eight of hearts in your grano? So you got the combo draw, which is now double gutted. Wow. When he bets this much, I think I would just call. Because you have enough hidden equity. I have a lot of hidden equity, and I'm really concerned with getting blown off the hand, and I've got too much equity to w- let myself get blown off the hand. Yeah. That's my concern. As opposed to like... The seven, eight of not hearts or the queen deuce of hearts, which I think are more, those are both like razor fold spots. They feel like that seem reasonable. Yeah. Seven, eight and seven, nine are both double gutted on this board. Okay. I just want to make that clear. The three, four, six, ten board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven, eight of hearts feels like you just have to call and that's it. And you're sort of like, I wish I'd bet the flop so I didn't have to face this huge bet on the turn and now I have to get there a lot. This sort of sucks. Well, you might've gotten blown off the hand on the flop anyway. And this Specific scenario. Turns yeah, you, out. as it turns out, right? But yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in reality, though, Negreanu is a 10, and he's kind of forced to call because Chidwick has plenty of draws in his range. I think he has to call. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't suck that much. You're super deep. You're like, all right, that's very expensive. I call. Yeah. Like, hey, I hit my best card. <laughs> I call. Yeah. It feels like your best card. Right. It does feel pretty good. So Negreanu does call. And you're like, I guess I'm rooting for a blank, right? If you're yeah. Negreanu. Yeah, just mostly mostly not a heart. And not a straightening card, but mostly not a heart. Yeah, I think both those things feel pretty important, though. Yeah. Pot's 149K. Okay, we're river, still really deep. River is not a heart, not a straightening card. Is the queen of spades. Yeah. And yeah, each player still has over 1.55 million. I mean, yeah. There so you go. there's a lot, a lot of play left here. It's cool. Queen of spades on the river shouldn't really affect much unless either player had queen 10. Chidwick being the least likely to have queen 10 because of the sizing. Right. Negrano has more queen 10 for sure. Yeah. Chidwick's like, all right, I guess maybe you actually have something and I still have the nuts. This is pretty sweet. How much will you pay me? And Chidwick bets 325K. 
149. Yeah, that's pretty extraordinary. It's more than two times the pot. And I really think this is all based on their stack sizes. Like Chidwick's like, maybe this is an overall strategy he has against these players. Just like when the stack sizes are super deep, let's make these pots mean something a little bit, you know, kind of like I I can get away with this type of sizing and it it makes sense. Well, I mean, a few things happen, right? Like number one, you're going to get more folds than you would otherwise get from these big stacks. If you had a normal amount where you just, your bluffs just aren't going to work. Right. Right. Like I call whatever, like it's not a big deal if I'm wrong. Now it's a big deal to be wrong. Yeah. So, so you're going to get a lot more folds and you're going to get more value when someone decides to hear you. Now, ultimately, it depends on how you balance this out and you're up against really good players. So maybe this doesn't ultimately work out as well as a strategy as I would, as I'm sort of saying. So I'm saying sometimes you get heroed and sometimes you get folds. That's yeah. true anyway, right? Um, Do you think but, Chidwick may be unbalanced here towards value? I don't know enough about him. I know that he bet um, really big against Sam Greenwood when he had ace-jack high on... Yeah. Uh, on turn and river anyway. I don't. I, th- I don't remember what happened on the flop anymore. But he, I think he bet small on the flop and then bet pot on the turn and then maybe even more than pot on the river um, with ace jack high, and that was all in too, or effectively all in, right? All yeah. but like one five k chip. Um, so I don't know. I would guess Chidwick against these guys is relatively balanced here and does have bluffs. Yeah, you would think. Otherwise, this is not going to work. Like guys are just going to Negron's going to find it way too easy to fold the ten here on the river. Way too easy if, if he thinks Chidwick isn't bluffing much. And Chidwick, and like Negron's paying enough attention to Chidwick over the years to know if Chidwick is not balanced, right? Yeah. So Negron would have an easy fold if Chidwick has just got value all the time. Right. So part of the reason this is such an extraordinary thing from a tournament perspective is that in this hand, there was no bet on the flop. There was no three bet pre-flop and there were no post-flop raises. Yet Chidwick is betting 54 blinds on the river anyway. This is actually something that I think as no limit hold'em players, we just don't exercise enough our, our option to make it any size we want. Yeah. Like I, I'm certainly guilty of this where I am often tethered by the size of the pot to how I, even when I'm like, I'm going to go big, I go like 1.1 X or yeah. 1.3 X, you know, or whatever. I don't go five X or two X or rarely. I mean, I have in my life, don't get me wrong, but it's not a common thing. And I often am like, I'm always aware of the pot size and I'm always making my bets based on the pot size. Always, except in very particular circumstance where I can put someone on like an exact hand that I feel like, Oh, I can bet way more. This guy's going to call. Right. (laughs) But almost never. But like, I feel like Chidwick is doing something a little different and I like it. Yeah. It's really cool. An even further version of that, that you see some players do is, is they tether their bet sizes if they're raising to their opponent's bet sizing. Mm -hmm. And so like a guy bets one fifth of the pot and you make it three fifths of the pot because you're three Xing their bet. That's not how you should be doing it. Right. Really. You should be basing your bet based on the size of the pot. If you're going to base it on anything. Right. And the pot demands a much bigger raise than that. Of course. In general. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to keep in mind. Anyway, what should Negreanu be thinking right now? Okay. Um, one thing Negron should be thinking is where does this hand now fall in my distribution? I think that's an important question to ask against a guy like Chidwick, who I assume is relatively bad. All right, let's start with that. Great. So it might be kind. It's hard to know because of, because of the call the turn flop check it, but call turn. Yeah. Call the big bet on the turn. Like how many worse hands do we have than this on the turn after we call the turn? We have weaker tens, like 10, seven suited plus. We have some missed flush draws. Some missed flush draws. Yeah. Some Some missed combo draws. Um, what else do we have? Negreanu would have had to check back on the flop with some good hands, which is possible. Yeah, like you have to check back with like four six suited and and some straights and some hands like that. Maybe some some over maybe some over pairs and some sets. Yeah, 
But I don't know if he's doing that or not. It's really hard to know. I don't know either. It's possible he isn't. Yeah. Um, and if he isn't, if he doesn't have over pairs and he doesn't have sets and he doesn't have two pairs, doesn't have strong value on the flop, like the whole range is really narrow on the turn that calls even. Like, yeah, like it's, it's like, like tens. Just, it's just tens. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can he have... No, we're, we're, if we think he can bet over pairs, then he's probably betting two nines and two eights, especially. Like yeah. Those are more so of a bet than aces, right? Right. Um, yeah, so it's tens and heart draws, basically, right? Versions of heart draws. Yeah, but it's probably wider than that. He's probably checking back some over pairs. Like, maybe we give him aces and kings because they're the least vulnerable over pairs that he plays this way. So he's probably got, like, at least some of that. He might also be checking back some, like, second pair and third pair stuff, like ace three suited, ace four suited yeah. on the flop. Um, feel obligated to call just feel like he has but to those are term. lower in the distribution than tens it's good to know yeah um he should probably also have some sets if he's going to do that he should yeah i don't know if he does or not but let's let's assume he has a few right i mean we're if it's hard to it's really hard to know we have to know negranu's bet frequency on the flop to know where he is yeah. in his distribution so i don't know if that's going to be a powerful thing for us to analyze it's really hard to know um but we're just thinking about his calling range i guess this is what we're trying to do but okay, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So let's assume, let's make some assumptions and then decide what we're supposed to do based on those assumptions, okay? Okay. Because otherwise, I don't know how we're supposed to figure this out. So let's say he doesn't have strong value on the flop. Okay. He's checking back. All, he's like, we're so deep. I don't know how, I can play this a little face up. It's okay. Let's okay. Just, let's say he's doing that. So he's not checking over pairs. He's not checking two. He, he's checking, sorry. He's betting his over pairs. He's betting his two pairs. He's betting his sets. He's betting his straights. Okay. On the flop. Okay. So... He's got a few one pair of hands on the flop. He's going to turn some tens. He's going to turn some flush draws. So he only has basically second and third pair on the flop that are going to check back that are like reasonable value. I think so. Yeah. Maybe he could have eight, six suited once in a while, decide to check it back, but I'd be surprised if he did. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's mostly second and third pair, some tens now and some flush draws. Okay. So then the Jack 10 is right in the middle of the tens that he could have but better than everything else. Yeah. So by the time we make it to the river, we have queen 10 now, which yeah. is the best, but that's, but Jack 10 was losing to queen 10. Anyway, queen 10 just moves ahead of right. some of the other tens. Jack 10 is still pretty high up in the distribution, right? Now we don't have any hearts in our hand. Yeah. We'd love to have a heart in our hand. No, 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 no. We don't want to have a heart in our hand. Actually. It's good not to have a heart in our hand. I'm sorry. Cause we want to have hearts. Yep. So actually that's good too. That helps. That's better than Jack 10 with a, with a heart in our hand. Yeah, but man, this is a big bet. It's such a big bet. And if it's true, if it's true that Negreanu is really playing this face up on the flop, which I don't believe it is. Okay. I'm going to make that clear. I don't think he's likely to be doing that in 2018 once he's been doing all this GTO studying and stuff. I think it's pretty unlikely. But if he is, I don't really care that he's the Jack 10 is reasonably high up in his distribution when Chidwick bets this big on turn and river because Chidwick has such a huge range advantage that it's not even funny, bro. It's not even funny. Well, I mean, I hear you saying that, but I actually think I disagree on a, on at first blush anyway because of this. So Chidwick bets huge. How much yeah. does he bet again? 325 into 149. Okay, so it's 325. So that means there's 475,000 in the pot, right? Four, 474, and it's cost yeah. 325 to win it. So that means Negreanu's got to be right like 41% of the time or something, right? Okay. So if, we're, if we have Jack-10 and we are playing face-up, now it feels like, are we really losing to 60% of his, of his range here? Well, let's, let's figure it out. Okay. Because I think, based on the range advantage, I think I'm going to find out that the answer is yes. Okay. So Chidwick has 
three four for two pair. He's got three six for two pair. He's got four six for two pair. He's got five seven for a straight. He's got deuce five for a straight. He's got sets of threes, sets of fours, sets of sixes. He might have some sets of tens. He has queen 10 for two pair. He probably, I don't know. He probably doesn't have queen six. He maybe doesn't have queen 10 either because of the turn sizing. But uh, yeah, I doubt it. Okay. But so even beyond that, I, I just named a ton of hands. Okay. But I want to challenge you on okay. those hands. Um, I don't necessarily know he's going to take this line with like bottom two. He's going to bet so big both, both streets with bottom two. Why not? Um, because queen 10 got there because like that's it it's hard to come up with any other reason really yeah uh because he's trying to come up with hands that can call him i mean and like bottom two it's like really just a 10 that's i mean all he's, he's not expecting when he has a straight that the is going to have two pair a lot anyway he's not but he doesn't care what, but like it's okay Nagrano can literally have anything there's nothing to be afraid of as opposed to with bottom two where if Nagrano is able to call a more than 2x pot bet on the river it's possible he's only doing that with like well, it's no, not not he's only doing it, but it's possible like a big part of that range is two pair, and then bottom two isn't doing well against. I that, mean, that based on calling range, based on the assumptions that we're predicating all of this on, that is yeah. inaccurate. I understand, but you're the guy who said you don't think Negron is playing face up anyway, right? But I was doing this whole analysis based on that. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I'm not. I don't know that he's really going to bet that many hands at that sizing. If for if for no other reason, because then he's vulnerable to getting raced. Not that I really think he's going to get he's raised. He's not getting. He's not. If Negrano knows he's betting bottom two at that sizing, he How might get he know raised that? sometimes. Because he's played with him for years and I years mean, and years on TV, like he sees all his hands. He's on Poker Go, like I every guess. other I week. Mean, That's reasonable. I feel like you're stretching with all of these reasons. To, to, I think it's. I think it's a stretch to say three four is betting three hundred and whatever twenty five into one forty nine or whatever the numbers are. I, I really don't. If we are. think if we think Negrano is mostly playing face up, I really don't think that. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes Negrano is queen ten, so be it. That's too bad. Yeah, but other than that, like I mean, you're not getting raised when he has queen. No, 10. you're definitely that. not getting raised. <laughs> That's for sure. So uh, you think four six is different than three four? No, I think they're the same. I'm okay. just working. I'm working my way up. I'm trying to get you to agree to one of them so I can work on the next. I one. don't. I'm sorry. Um, I would guess without really knowing, and maybe this goes back to. Where, what Negrano's range truly is instead of like this assumption that we're doing that he's face up. Yeah. I would guess that Chidwick is not betting very many hands at this size, okay. um, both value and bluffs. I would guess he has few um, and it's rarer is my guess, partially because we'd never get hands like this ever. All right. So then we have a problem though, because you can't yeah. have it both ways. Because mm-hmm. if Negrano is face up, this is higher in his distribution. If he's not face up, it's right. a lot lower. In his I agree. I agree. Yeah. And now if he's now, it makes the call on um, the idea of calling even the turn questionable, let alone the river. Right. Yeah. Like now calling, like calling the, calling the river starts to feel like maybe I have to call it. I only have to be right 40% of the time. This is high up in my distribution. Um, but if he's got all that stuff, I completely agree. Now it's like, I don't think you can call with, with this hand, like you have right. way better hands. You've got over pairs, you've got sets, you've got all the things. Right. So, but, so I think the two scenarios here are either Negreanu is face up and he's reasonably high in his distribution, not super high, but reasonably high in his distribution. But Chidwick has so much value if Chidwick is making the same assumptions that you can't call. Mm-hmm. Or Negreanu is a little bit trickier and board-based checking and stuff, and he's way lower in his distribution, and he can't call. Maybe there's something else going on here, though, which would lead Negreanu to consider a call on the river. When we're thinking about um, we're thinking about the notion that 
got him back to sort of him being more face up, though. I don't know if that's really reasonable. But when Negrano has a lot of flush draws in his uh, in his distribution here, right? I mean, I feel like he, a lot of them he's going to raise or fold. I don't know if he has that many on the turn, mm. not in the river. Yeah, we said like combo draws and the nut flush draw, and maybe two overs, right? Maybe, maybe like king queen of hearts. Yeah, you can call maybe, although maybe not. Right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, if he doesn't have a lot of flush draws, it gets a lot tougher. Because I'm thinking, like, uh, from Negrano's point of view, if he had, let me just think, finish out the thought, so yeah. we can work with it anyway. Um, if if Negrano has a lot of flush draws in his range, then Chiba could be betting because there's so many hands that have to fold the river. Although he doesn't have to bet this big to do it, actually, to fold out any of those hands. Yeah. Those hands are calling. Those hands are folding to a much normal size, much less like no, absolutely normal, forty five percent of the pot sizing, let alone freaking two point x. Let's do a little combinatorial work okay. too here. So like, let's assume that Chidwick is only taking this line with straights and hands and bluffs with equity on the turn. Okay. So he has 32 straights. I think he's calling deuce five off pre when they're this deep. Okay, sure. I'm down with that. So I think this is already a problem. Like 32 is a lot of combos versus trying to find that many bluffs. That makes sense. Like, I guess he could, we could give him all 32, seven, eight and seven nines, I guess, if we want to. Because they're double gutters. Well, I mean, we can give them literally every heart combination, right? Yeah. So that helps a lot. It does. There's a lot of hearts out there. A lot of combos of hearts out there. Yeah. Um, so if you can give them that and you give them the gutters, you're, you're home. And 7879 is double gutted on the turn when he starts betting. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I think, actually, I think we're okay if we do that. Yeah, but that's a stretch to give them all of that. Well, of like, course, you can't give them all of that. Right. I think we can probably give them a lot more straights e- more easily with the sizing. If I was going to pick, I would, yeah, that's true. Like, there's really no reason for him to think when the 10 comes that he couldn't just bluff a normal amount on the turn. Yeah. Although maybe he knows Negrano's sticky and he's got to bet more to get this guy to fold. And they've had lots of wars over the years. And maybe even this day where they're both deep and, you know, he's three to Negrano's left, um, where he's just decided, I'm just sizing it bigger against this guy when we're this deep. And maybe that's just what he does when people are deep, like we were saying before. Is it? Okay. So Negrano ultimately calls. Yeah. Is it possible that his thought process is a little bit more simplistic? Not to say that he's more simplistic than us, but that his general process here mm-hmm. was more like, okay, I check back to flop, so he thinks I'm weak. I turned a pair that's better than pairs I'm supposed to have because I'm supposed to have like only deuces when I check back to flop or ace three or whatever. Mm. And so he feels more like he can bluff me, so I have to call with my 10. Is it possible that's just what's going through his head? I mean, it's possible, but I'd be concerned that once, as Negrano, I call that size on the turn, that it would look like I have a 10 or better a lot. Yeah, he doesn't really have too many pocket deuces left when he calls that size on the turn. Right, and does he really have ace-3? Maybe. Maybe he's just decided he has to station him with ace-3. But he also really doesn't. Remember we were saying before, like long ago in this podcast, saying like, it's okay to check it back. It's okay to lose this pot. This is not a big deal. Yeah. Negrano could just throw away bottom pair when, when, when Chirwick sizes like this and think like, I'm going to have more, oper- like there's going to be a better spot to pick this guy off. This is not the spot. Like that's how I feel on the river with this exact hand. I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, but I'm saying then we can even eliminate some of that other stuff. And now we're just like, my 10 is pretty obvious. Yeah. Like I'm Negrano. I'm known for not folding. Yep. I mean, there's there's some value in being unbluffable for sure. Or not not that he's actually unbluffable, right. but nigh unbluffable. And uh, like people are much less likely to take shots at you. But of course, the other side of it is people are much less likely to take shots at you when you don't fold, you know? Right. And so then that means they have it a lot more. And when Chidwick like compounds that by betting more than twice the pot, 
that's problematic. It's possible that Negreanu saw that the other way. He's like, Chidwick knows I'm a station, so he has to bet this much, which makes it more likely that he's bluffing. I mean, I kind of don't hate that as a thought process. That does make some sense. I mean, when Chidwick bets this much and it's Chidwick, it's really reasonable that he's bluffing sometimes, right? It's also really really reasonable that you like can't react well to it because Chidwick is so good. Right. There's no good way to do it. Yeah. You're sort of indifferent. Right. You have a 10 anyway. Yeah. Like if you had queen maybe, 10, you have to call. Right. right. And maybe like you're supposed to call with like ace 10 and queen 10 and maybe like half your king 10s, but jack 10 is too low or something. Maybe. I don't even know. I yeah. mean, I, I do think this is, this is one of the weird things with poker and math with these oversized bets, right? Where practically the value um, that Chidwick has here is all beating everything except maybe queen 10, but probably even beating queen 10. It's honestly. very likely to be beating queen 10. Right. When he bets that much on Turning River. Usually, right? Usually. Um, But the math says, like, we don't have to beat that much. And so if he has any bluffs, if he has any reasonable amount of bluffs at all, we're probably okay. Because the math, like, you always just have to be, like, 40-some-odd percent, right? Like, it's not so bad. And sometimes it's a lot better than that, too. But even when he overbets like this, you still only have to be, like, 40-some-odd percent. And I think, like, oftentimes... As poker players, it's easy to get caught up in when someone overbets the pot. Like you have to like be pretty darn sure, like mm. more sure than you really have to be to call. Well, I think in general that's true when you're playing against most players yeah. because they are heavily weighted towards value. Right. The majority of players still right. are, although we've seen the super high rollers start to pivot towards balance, which Chidwick is likely to be doing. Um, but we saw even the super high rollers up to like three years ago being like forty percent is not good enough against an overbet. Like, right, they always have it. Right. Pretty much. Right. You know? That's what it looked like for a really long yeah. time. And so people stopped calling. Right. And then the everyone adjusted. All the really good players adjusted to making really big overbets on the river as bluffs or just overbets, period, as bluffs. And here we are. Um, is it possible when Grindr just thinks like some version of, look, I checked back the flop. I hit my miracle card on the turn. I know he's overbetting, but I know he's balanced-ish at least. And like... I don't know, man. You can't buy those chips back. It's a no. tournament. I think you should just find a better spot. Like, there's going to be other spots. You really don't have to call 55 blinds on yeah. the uh, on the river. Now, Negrano is still going to have, even after all this, over a million chips, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll have, like, almost 200 blinds still. So that is the really good news from Negrano's yeah. point of view. Like, you can make this mistake be as wrong as you could be and have it be fine. Like, still, not just be in okay shape, but in be in great shape to win the tournament. So that's the nice thing. But you do cost yourself, like... Like, it, the pot originally didn't matter. The pot now matters. Yeah. Like, Chidwick now has really chipped up com- and, and hurt us. Yep. And, you know, down the line, that may matter. It may not. It, the it, good news is it doesn't have to matter when you still have 200 blinds, at least. It doesn't. But, yeah, this, is, this hurts now. It really does hurt. It's a painful one. No yeah. question. I mean, I've definitely personally been in the spot many times where it's like, well, I can afford it. And that does play into my thought process. Like it's easier to make the call. Sometimes that works out for me. Sometimes that doesn't, you know, in a tournament situation, but it's like I can call and it doesn't cripple me. I mean, that should matter a little bit. I think with your thinking, I think it only matters in spots where you're trying to figure out a player. I think it matters more in those spots because there's the additional equity of like, if, especially if it's a guy who's like, okay, this guy seems to be very aggressive. I just moved to this table. We're the two big stacks. He's betting 20 blinds on the river, which is a really big bet. But if I call, I still have 120 blinds and he'll have 180. But I'll have so much more understanding of how he plays. There's like those slightly added equity there. Maybe in those spots, I can agree that I can afford it matters. But other than that, I disagree. That's interesting. Um, I don't necessarily think there's huge value in the understanding part because like you're going to be able to watch the guy play, sit back and watch him play anyway. Sometimes you I've I've experienced this so many times at a tournament in a tournament that I actually care about where I'm sitting and there's a player that 
never goes to showdown. And I'm like, I need to see a showdown with right. this guy. And it's just like hours and hours of no showdown and tournaments are so tight in general that some, you think like, Oh, eventually you're going to see. No, that's true. That's not really true. That's true. I guess I still think there's more value in the showing him that you're going to call on the river there. And like, like that's powerful. Like you don't, don't know, you don't, you don't run away from from his big bet is powerful too. Now you have to do it with like the right part of your you range. You can see it both ways though. If, if he thinks you're going to fold a bunch as the blinds get bigger and the pots become more important and you now have seen that he is doing things a certain way, it might be important to, for him to think he can rough right. you off of pots and it might end up winning you the tournament. That's a great point too, actually. You can use it. I guess you can use your image in whatever way you want to use it. Yeah. Like as long as you know what your image is to that player. Right. You can just... As long as you're not actually the scared guy. Right. Which then you're, you're fine. If you're not, and I'm not, and you're not, so it's fine. Yeah. Sometimes to my uh, great regret, I'm yeah. not the scared <laughs> guy. But, <laughs> but I'm definitely not the scared guy a lot of the time anyway. Um, yeah. Um, okay. That's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, so in the end, we think this is a bad play by Negranu yes. because we think he's going to have just way too many better hands ultimately and right? better opportunities but, right and the good news is he still has a lot of chips the bad news is chidwick feels it feels like chidwick is just destroying him right in this hand yeah right? doesn't it? it feels like Chidwick's like i got this like once the calls a turn Chid was like a tenant go up he's like oh are we <laughs> gonna win a huge pot right now the answer I hope is there's yes. no heart yeah as long as there's no heart in the river i think we're gonna win a crazy big pot yeah, and then he's like, "Let's try and win the biggest pot anyone's ever really heard of in terms of in the types of this in this situation." You know? <laughs> yeah. Basically, impossible to win a pot this big. Let's try against the station of all stations, who yep. clearly has something. Yep, you know, worked out pretty well for the old chids. Yeah, the stones for chids. Stones for chids. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to.